are listening to the Derek Asante Podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and we are back with another episode. Now, please be aware... um, we are eventually going to be going to video format. I know I said it before in a, an episode a while back, and I'm working on that and making sure I get you guys some new content, some visuals so that you can actually see on top of things with us. I don't have an official date yet, but um, I'll get back to you with that. I just want to kind of plant the seed so that we know what's coming up in the near future. Now, Before we go any further, please make sure you share, subscribe, and support the podcast and so that we can get it growing uh, and need your support to keep it moving forward. Um, You do inspire me with the comments and everything else that you are uh, doing for all those of you who are active on that front. Please continue to support and do share it. If you find any gems or if you gain something from an episode, don't hesitate to share it. Let your family members and friends subscribe and continue to support the program. Now, this episode is pretty dope. And I say that because <laughs> you'll, you'll find out real, real soon. Um, it's about greatness. It's about greatness and what that looks like. And I'll be the one to tell you that greatness is ugly. It's ugly. And I say it's ugly because the grind that goes into achieving greatness is one that you don't want to see. You don't want to go through it if you have a choice. But you must go through it in order to reach that pinnacle. You see, everyone wants to be great until it's time to do what greatness requires. (laughs) And that's what I'm talking about. Everybody wants to be great until they find out what they got to do to be great. The mundane things that you got to do, the repetition, right? The don't quit or can't quit attitude mentality. The fact that it's not over until the clock strikes zero. It's not over until I'm under the ground. That's the mentality for greatness. You know, so it's only fitting that um, if I'm talking about greatness, I got to reference something that I think is incredible. Now, for all my athletes out there, you know what? Forget that. Even if you're not an athlete, you know who the greatest of all time basketball player is. And if you don't and you want to debate it, go ahead with that. I'm not here to debate this. Everyone knows this. And if you want to debate it, I know it's just sheer ignorance and you need to, you know, get some things off your chest. And that's fine. I'll welcome that, too. Feel free to share that in the comments. No one's going to read it, though. (laughs) So let me throw that out there. 1998. 
the NBA Finals, Game 6, June 14th. It's a special day. It's even more special because I want to give a shout out to my uh, my brother Joe because it was the day after his birthday. So it's almost like one of the best gifts you can get as a basketball fanatic or a lover of the game, right? So June 14th is when this game takes place. The Chicago Bulls going head-to-head with the Utah Jazz. In this game, this is game six. Chicago's up 3-2 in the series. The final score for the game, for those of you in case you don't remember, you might have to Google it, but I'll save you that time. The final score was 87-86. to This is key because you know it's defensive-driven. You also know it was a grind. Because both teams can score. Yet the score was low. Kind of high for 98, but still it was low for the caliber of talent that was on the floor in in that series, in that game. But let's talk about the greatest of all time. So here's the thing, right? A lot of people debate, oh, MJ, who's the GOAT, that's who I'm talking about. A lot of people debate, you know, whether he had all the supporting cast and all of this and so forth. And that's why he's not the greatest. Sure, if you want to make that argument yours, run with it. It's a weak one, but go for it. So I want to share a few things with you guys. So in that game, MJ played quite a lot of minutes. He played 43 minutes in that game. 43 minutes. Okay? So, practically played the entire game. But he had to pace himself because otherwise, the outcome would be completely different. Forget pacing himself. He has to be in top-notch condition to play that many minutes and come out on top. So, greatness as we're talking about, is more than just what we get to see on that floor, on that television screen. We have no idea what his conditioning was like. You have no idea what he put in every day to get to that level. You have no idea how many times he practices the footwork, the moves, the shots. You have no idea what he does mentally to prepare. And to sustain that hostile environment of Utah. My goodness, the introduction of the Utah Jazz in that game was so loud. You can see everyone's plugging their ears. That's a hostile environment. That you can't hear a thing and that your ears are pounding that you need to, you know, cover your ears just to get through that. And that's just the introduction of the players. Right? So, understand that. The stage is set. You are not on your home floor. That means you're out of your comfort zone. And you must perform. I've said this recently to quite a few people. And I'll say it here again. 
if you train as hard as humanly possible, if you prepare as hard as humanly possible, when you fall short or when you hit your lowest point while you're on that stage, you're only going to fall to the level of your training. You will never fall below that. So what that tells you is your training should be your foundation. So the question is, how hard do you train? So if you're not training as hard as you know you should, your expectations should not be greater than how you're training. We're talking about greatness. Everybody wants to be great until it's time to do what greatness requires. Don't forget that. And I opened up telling you that greatness is not sexy. It's dirty. It's hard work. And often, it's also done in the dark. No one can see you when you're working behind those those curtains. No one sees it. They only see it when the lights lights are on and you're putting on a show and they make you think, you know, they, they make statements like, oh, he makes it look so easy. Oh, because he's six foot this. Oh, because he's that. Oh. Right? This is it. The stage is set. What are you going to do? So let's go back to 98. What did MJ do? MJ scored 45 points. That's the stat most people will look at and be like, yeah, well, that's MJ. Or that he took all the shots. So, yeah, it's easy for him to get 45 if he's taking all the shots. Yes, but you have to make the shots. (laughs) It's one thing to take the shots and make the shots. It's another thing to take the shots. And don't make the shots. I'll push it even further. It's another thing to be afraid to take the shots. But be on the floor. That's wasted minutes. When you're there, but you're not having an impact on the game. On top of that, you're also not taking the shots you're supposed to take. So he scored 45 points. He took quite a few three-pointers. I think it was like seven. But he made three. He made 12 free throws. He had one turnover. He had four steals. The last steal was the game-changing steal where he stripped Malone, came down the floor, and hit the game-winning jumper. Now you're saying to yourself, well, why does that matter? He's MJ. No, but you have to watch the entire game to see what I'm talking about. Because the entire game, when Jazz came out, they came out red hot. But when you watched Michael's body language while... Malone and his teammates were celebrating and smiling and applauding. Why? Because they were getting all the whistles. 
Chicago wasn't, you know, penalties as far as the free throws in the second quarter. Same thing happened again in the third quarter. So the whistle went one way. But you had to watch the GOAT's body language. That's where the lesson lies. His facial expression remained the same. He didn't waver even when they were down. Even when the crowd was at its loudest. Even when he missed a free throw. When you looked in his eyes, all I saw was, I'm coming back next possession. I'm coming back next possession. Celebrate now, but you don't know that I'm coming back next possession. That's all you can see on his face. The shot selection did not change. He took the same shots, which means you have to be disciplined. Picked his shots, made the right pass when he needed to. Took every shot he was supposed to, whether he made it or missed. He took it like it was a routine. Like it was the way he practiced it. Why change it if that's how I've been practicing it my entire life? I've been practicing all these years to get to this stage. And now that I'm on the stage, why would I change it? He did not play to the defender's choices. He did not play into what the defender necessarily was trying to make him do. He did what he wanted to do. Despite the efforts of the defenders. Greatness. Isn't sexy. You might watch that game and say, well, he ain't got no moves like Kyrie. That's not Jordan. He didn't dunk on anybody in that game. Yeah, he's older. And certain games does not require the highlights. It's about efficiency. It's about efficiency. And that's where the Jazz fell apart. They weren't efficient. They didn't stick to the weak, you know, the weak points in Chicago's um, game. They didn't pick at it. There were moments where they had Scottie Pippen, um, who's suffering from a back injury throughout the entire game. And he's guarding... I believe it's Antoine Carr. Carr is solid. Big man. Right? He's agile. He hits shots. And he can post Pippen any time he wants. But they didn't throw him the ball once. And that was a mismatch they could have easily exploited. Right? The problem there was they, too, didn't waver. They stuck to their game plan. So the difference between MJ and the Jazz is one was more efficient with their game plan, meaning they finished. 
when they needed to finish, while the other was not so successful. You need to know who you are. Because that's where your value comes from. It's not what you do, but you need to know who you are. And the difference is the jazz was playing in the way that they were playing based on what they did, meaning they hit a few shots, they got into a run, they hit some threes, they got the momentum and the crowd on their side. So they played into what they were doing as opposed to playing into who they were. You see, MJ remained the same through and through. Right? Remained consistent through and through. That is where greatness comes in. You know who you are and you don't change it. You don't become what you are doing. It's easy to fall for the lights on that stage. It's easy to fall in love with the crowd when they're chanting your name. But who do you become when they no longer shout your name and the lights are dimmed? What stage do you belong on when the lights are out? Greatness resides in the dark. It's dirty. It's hard work. It just so happens that sometimes someone turns on the light and they get to witness how you practice. And others look at that and say, oh, he only performs on the big stage. No. The infamous quote of Alan Iverson, that big stage is not a big stage. It's just practice. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You see that? Put in the work in the back. Avoid the distractions. And you too will become as great as you can possibly be. See, the decisions that you make every day become clouded when your identity is wrapped up in what you do. Think about that. Every decision that you make gets clouded, right? It gets a bit distorted, especially when your identity is wrapped up in what it is that you do as opposed to finding out who you are And what you do is just a job, right? But the real question is, where would you rather be uncomfortable? During your training or when you're on that big stage? Think about that. It's hard, right? I would obviously, I'm sure you would too, rather be more uncomfortable during training, not on the big stage and fold. Right? But think about this. 
if I play on that big stage, the way I practice, I would never be uncomfortable. Because to me, it'll always be practice. If I miss a shot, I'm going to come back and take that shot again. Eventually, it's going to go in. But if I stop taking it because a light bulb is on and it's too bright, then I might as well just quit or lose the game, throw the game. Right? So for me, I would rather be uncomfortable during training because I know I'm going to play the way I train. And if I'm uncomfortable during training, and when I get over that, I'll be at my best every time, no matter whether the lights are on or off. But don't lose sight of that. Now, another thing I want to throw out there, too, is that being uncomfortable isn't a choice. It's actually where experience is birthed. Right? Being uncomfortable is not a choice. We don't choose to be uncomfortable. It's where growth is happening. That's experience. So flip a switch in the mindset. Get in the right mindset. And you'll realize that you too are great. Now, I know some people listening are going to, you know, push back and challenge. And that's great. I appreciate that. I want to share some things with you here. I'm only going to focus on the points, right? So we established that MJ scored 45 in that final championship game. The starting lineup was Tony Kukoc, who scored 15. He was the second highest scorer for Chicago. Ron Harper is the other starter. He scored eight. Scotty Pippen scored eight. And Luke Longley Zero points. Let's talk about Dennis Rodman. He scores seven points. And he's not even an offensive, you know, player. The other two players who scored on that team was Judd Bushler and Bill Wennington. They each scored two points. So you can clearly see this GOAT carried his team through and through. And don't get me wrong, all the other players, Rodman, and then everybody else, Pippen, scored some crucial baskets during the game. They also made some big plays. Kerr is one that we all remember. He scored zero in that game. But boy, did he make some key plays. Okay? But sometimes we have to recognize that when you train and you practice, you cannot be one-dimensional. You can't. Your job is to train so you have an impact in the game. Your job is to prepare to the best of your ability so that you have an impact in your field, in your industry, in your artistry. You cannot be one-dimensional. I shared with you earlier, although the GOAT scored 45, he had four steals. He made a few other key defensive plays throughout the game. Not to mention the rebounds throughout the game. 
limiting his turnovers to one throughout the game. Making 12 free throws throughout the game. Right? So when you train, you need to make sure you are best equipped and prepared for what's to potentially come. If I only study one thing in my business, I will always be blindsided by other things that show up from the left or the right side that I did not prepare for or anticipate. That makes me more of a sheep, not a goat. To be the greatest at what it is that you're achieving, to be great at anything, you have to be multifaceted in your skill set. Or else you're only bound to meet defeat. And I'll leave you with this. There's nothing easy about life. Everything you get, you got to earn. Okay? It will always be difficult at some point. But we can choose to experience the difficulty now or tomorrow. You can choose when you want to go through that hardship. Now or tomorrow. But it will come. It will come. Don't doubt that. Train or practice hard. You don't rise to your occasion. You don't. You don't rise to your occasion under pressure, but you sink to the level of your training. But you'll never go below that level because that's your foundation. So, I'll leave it there. The greatest of all time. It's about you. Look in the mirror. Make sure you can take a look and see greatness. 1998, game six, June 14th. Bulls versus Jazz. MJ45. Five seconds left. The crossover. Russell slips, touches the ground. MJ pulls up, free throw line. Holds the pose, flicks the wrist, ball rotates. Nothing but net. Holds the pose. That's the image of greatness. Until next episode, love. Peace and happiness.